For many, the big choices in life aren't really choices. They are quicksand. You just sink into the place you happen to be standing. Author David Brooks is credited with expressing those words, but we all know what it's like to live them. We move through each day, letting the quicksand around our feet draw us in as the weeks, months, and years pass by. Dreams fade out of sight, regrets accumulate, and eventually we just feel stuck. It is what it is. Ah, what could have been. But it doesn't have to be that way. We admire visionaries across all walks of life. Those individuals who see past the day-to-day. Those who see the world differently. Those who have identified their northern star and are steadily moving in that direction, regardless of this quicksand that grasps the rest of the world around them. These individuals are no more gifted or talented than the rest of us. Rather, they have a crystal clear vision of the person they are becoming and the future impact they are moving toward. That powerful personal vision is a resource available to any of us who will choose to tap into it. In this special episode, I'll walk you through the preparation and the process that will allow you to create your own clear personal vision for the coming year. It will challenge, energize, and inspire you. It will give you a reason to get out of bed in the morning, light a fire in your heart, and provide a steady wind to your sails. In the end, it will help set you on a clear path to what might just be the most important year of your life. Welcome to this special episode of the Catalyst 360 Podcast, your trusted resource for engaging evidence-based practical guidance to optimize your health, wellness, performance, and life. I'm your host, Dr. Brad Cooper, and we're grateful you've chosen to spend a few minutes out of your week with us. We've also put together a brief video to accompany this episode that will allow you to see rather than just hear the process come to life. We'll have a link to that in the podcast description if you'd like to tap into it. A few thoughts out of the gate to keep in mind. We're not talking about goals or resolutions. When we start with New Year's resolutions or any health, wellness, or performance goal, it's often based on someone else's approach, life, recommendation, or plan for our life. As a result, they're bound to fail because we're trying to be someone else. The vision, on the other hand, sets the stage for the goals. Once you have a clear vision, your goals naturally align with who you really are, and as a result, will often come to fruition almost automatically. Next, if you've never done this vision thing before, it can feel out of reach, overwhelming, beyond us, something for a character out of a movie or a book. Don't let that get to you. Walk through the steps, get a starting point, Maybe this year it's, it's pretty simple. That's completely fine. But get the ball rolling on this process. You will not regret it. There isn't a right way of going about this. I'm going to share some key steps and some personal examples gathered from the 11 years I've been doing this in my own life. But this is your vision. So make all the tweaks and adjustments you'd like to make in order to create a vision that is truly yours. Speaking of doing I'm convinced that while it's fun to complete the process and have a clear vision sitting on your desk, computer wallpaper, whatever, as a, as a great reminder, the most important value is the process that you go through to create that vision. So with that in mind, please, please take the time to really dig into this process. The more time, quality time, pondering time that you give this process, the more benefit you'll receive. So where do we start? 
we start by considering who we are right now. What are the characteristics or aspects of our lives, our core selves, that we know have the potential to come to the forefront in a positive manner? Whether work, family, friends, clients, team, coworkers, community, your running group, your church, whoever you're thinking of right now, what are some of the aspects that we see in ourselves that are waiting to be fed, nourished? Aspects that will allow us to become the person we were created to be, the person we have the potential to become. We're beginning by thinking beyond simply goals. In fact, it, it, it's actually, it's not beyond goals, it's pre-goals. We're considering who is the person I'm growing to become. We're moving from the what, the goals, to the who, who I'm becoming. But don't worry. As I mentioned earlier, in the process of doing so, the what, those goals, those outcomes are influenced more powerfully than any other single step you might take. You may have heard the story of the old Cherokee Indian chief who was teaching his grandson about life. The the, the grandfather said something like, a a fight is going on inside of me, a fight between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going inside of you, grandson, and inside of every other person on the face of this earth. The grandson thinks about this for a moment and and then asks, Grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee smiled and simply said, The one we choose to feed. Today, we're going to identify the specific characteristics of the wolf we want to feed and determine ways to move in that direction that will be lasting Not just a temporary fix or an attempt to live out someone else's desire for our life, but a lasting personal vision. I'd encourage you to to pause this for a second. Grab your journal. Grab your notepad. You're going to use that to collect, I hope, uh, some seemingly random thoughts and ideas as we go through the the steps that I'm going to give you. If you're out running or you're out for a walk or you're, you're doing some other things, you're listening to this, I, I just ask you to, to go back at some point once you've heard it, once you kind of tap into the value of it, go back and go through each of these steps. You will not regret it. So begin by considering who you are at your core. What is the best version of yourself? What, what might that look like? Think back over the past year or two. Where have the joys come from? Where have you seen struggles, perceived holes? If you've been using a journal recently, now's a great time to pull that out and look back over some of the thoughts that maybe have bubbled to the surface through that mining tool. As a side note, we did a special episode on a new way to approach journaling, including prompts and a range of unique strategies back in episode 246 of the Catalyst 360 podcast. So if it's not something you've been doing, but you thought, ah, you know what, I, I really think that'd be valuable, that might be one worth checking out at some point. Again, it's 246. Lastly, If you created some form of personal vision in the past couple of years, pull that out too. That can be a nice resource as you look forward to the the coming year. Now that you have the juices flowing and, and perhaps some random collection of words, phrases, concepts, those kinds of things on paper, then it's a great time to drill down into what we like to call the F5. The F5 represents five key aspects of our lives. They are faith, foundations, which includes fuel and fitness, 
physical foundations, family, including friendships, finances, and field of play. The field of play is your career and your hobbies. Now, the F5 can provide some valuable insights about not only the direction of our lives, but also who and what might be feeding each of those. It's a good time to reflect on what books we're reading, what podcasts we're tuning into, what newsletters we're digesting, the people we're spending time around, and so much more. The old saying about computers, garbage in, garbage out, applies to an even greater degree to the vision that we're creating. Are we leaning on Instagram and Netflix to fuel our vision? Or are we seeking out nutrient-dense brain fuel as we move forward in our lives? As you move your way through the F5, resist the urge to set specific goals and and think more about the person you're becoming. For example, in the foundations area, the the fuel and fitness areas, don't think, I'm going to start running three times a week. Instead, maybe you see the future version of yourself as being active. A person who's able to play basketball with your grandkids or hike with friends. The personal vision would encompass the active and healthy version of you. Later on, maybe you do consider the route toward that vision, such as your running idea. But for now, for this piece, the vision piece, stay focused on that, the who, the vision. Moving through the F5, you're considering those aspects of your true self that are currently in the shadows, maybe even in the darkness. They're you. Maybe they haven't come to the forefront in years or maybe even decades, but now you're ready to bring them out into the light again. You're not trying to become a different person. I can't stress this enough. You're not imitating someone else. Instead, you're feeding the elements of you, the core you, that matter most. At the end of this episode, I'm going to walk you through some of the specifics around my own journey to develop a personal vision for the coming year. It's just an example. It's definitely not the example. But I thought it might be helpful to hear a real-life example and how I go from the notepad scribbling to that life-engaging vision over a period of weeks. And again, we did a real quick video. We'll have a link to that in this description that shows you those visuals as we went through it. Okay, let's go back to your list. You started collecting a variety of thoughts from your journal, quiet sitting, maybe the F5 pieces. What came to the forefront as you've gone through this process so far? Were there some verses from songs, some quotes you've heard, a photo you saw at the museum, a meaningful word or phrase? Jot those down in one place. It, it, you don't have to have a rhyme or reason with this. Don't, don't try to be organized or coordinated in your structure. They don't have to make sense. They don't have to fit together. They don't have to be congruent with one another. They don't even have to be clear as to why you're writing them down. Just let it all come out. We'll do our filtering, our organizing, and our creating later. Who am I? Where is their potential growth? What aspects of my true self remain hidden to the world or underdeveloped in their potential? As we move to the next step of beginning to pull things together, this is a good time to remind you, this personal vision is personal. Yes, maybe you'll share it with a trusted friend or family member. But your purpose in doing this is not to give you something to turn into a poster for all the world to see or the perfect social media post or something you're going to give to your boss. This is your personal vision, your personal vision. It is for you. When you keep that in the forefront, it takes the pressure off. And maybe you're like me and you think, well, I'm not an artist. And you'll see in our video, I'm clearly not an artist, but it's not a 
box checking activity. Your goal isn't to simply finish your personal vision. It's to create your personal vision. Yes, it's easier to take a shortcut and choose a verse or a word or a phrase of the year and then be done with it. That, that's great. And, and maybe that's your starting point. But each of those involve picking from someone else's creation. Developing a true personal vision is your creation. And in so doing, you bring out a part of you that might have previously been sitting unnoticed in the shadows. Once you have a bunch of those words, phrases, concepts jotted out on paper, it's a great time for a walk. I like to take my list and a little digital recorder I often use to collect thoughts on maybe it's a long walk, a run, a solo drive. It's an easy way to capture thoughts, but a notepad can work just as well. I'd encourage you to leave your phone behind or, or put it in airplane mode so your pondering is interrupted by a text, a call, or a temptation to a quick check of social media. That's why I like that digital recorder. It doesn't have that option. It's just me and any thoughts that come to mind. What patterns do come to the forefront? What visuals appear in your head? Which are key elements and which are secondary? From this, you might begin to see pieces of an actual picture begin to come to life. No pressure on this picture thing. The first personal vision I did back in 2013 was a creative drawing my daughter Danielle did on a tablet we had with simply colored words that were meaningful to me. Very simple, very meaningful, and it got me started down this path at this point 11 years ago. If you do go with a picture, maybe you begin with a scene that comes to mind about your life. Maybe it's a pathway or an ocean or a forest or a hilltop or a hallway or a sunrise or any number of options. You're going to add various details later, but the first step is the scene on which you'll build. Last year, I started with mountaintops poking up out of the clouds as my baseline scene and then added from there. This year, it was a forest with light peeking through the treetops. You get that baseline setting in place, and then you begin to add specifics from all those words you captured on your piece of paper, your notepad, your journal, whatever it is. It's similar to designing a room or, or putting a puzzle together or, or structuring a garden or an outfit or cooking a delicious meal. You have your background scene and now you begin considering where the other concepts fit together within that scene. For the artists listening, you might have fun drawing or sketching this out or maybe even painting your vision. For me, I'll pull up a PowerPoint slide, I'll add my background picture, and then I'll begin adding words and pictures that begin to bring that vision into place. There are no rules. You're not being graded. This is your vision. So you get that initial picture up, and then we let it simmer. Just like that good meal, we just let it sit, and we let it absorb. You've got your background. You've got a handful of words or pictures in the forefront. What I'll do is I'll then print it out, stick it on my desk for a few days, and, and just look at it every so often. You want to let it sit. You want to see what resonates and what doesn't. You want to reconsider different words and some of the pictures. Do they really represent the vision you're seeking to bring to life? Or do you want to replace one or adjust it or eliminate it or a new idea comes to mind? So simmer, adjust, simmer, adjust over and over until you look at it and say, yes, that's it. I think this year I had about a dozen iterations over a four-week period. Simmer and adjust. Simmer and adjust. Remember, the goal is not to get it done quickly. The goal is to create a meaningful vision that resonates for you and captures the person you're becoming. That doesn't happen in a microwave.
The creation process is the most important aspect. But it's also fun to treat your clear vision as your version of a Mariner's North Star as you move through your year. I'll print it out and replace the prior year's vision with a frame that fits right there on my desk. Other options might include using it on your computer or phone wallpaper, keeping it in the front of your journal, or any number of other options. Another way to keep your vision in the forefront is to consider measuring your monthly or quarterly goals up against that vision. If the goals aren't congruent with the vision, adjust or eliminate them. When congruent with your vision, you're likely to find the goals almost achieve themselves. One other thing to consider, if you have a trusted friend, personal health and wellness coach, or a small group with whom you have some mutual accountability built in, it can be very fun and and frankly valuable for the two of you or the small group of you to share your final outcome and some of the reasons, concepts that went into it. Maybe even check in with one another every few months to see how things are developing. In this setting, the vision sharing provides an easy way to help one another when facing a difficult decision. When that decision comes up, When it presents itself, you ask yourself, is this consistent with my vision? The answer to that question may help point the way. Coaches, you probably don't want to share your actual vision with your clients directly, but this process, working through this process with them, might be an outstanding way to help them work through different things that they're going through in their life and will in the future. If you feel like you've got it, you, you can shut this off at this point. What I'm going to do next is just walk through a specific example. This is a, a brief rundown on the process I took this year. And again, I just want to remind you, this is one example, not the example. But maybe as I walk through what I've gone through this year with it, it'll help bring some things to life or spark some ideas for you, if, especially if you're new to the process. So here's the general flow of the process I utilized this year. Out of the gate, this was easily my most valuable year of journaling in decades for a a variety of reasons. And I discussed it, as I mentioned, in episode 246, if you want to give that a listen. So that provided a great baseline of thoughts and ideas that I'd been collecting over the past few months. But the process really kicked off about six weeks ago. Suzanne and I have developed a routine of getting away to a secluded, technology-free spot in the mountains together for about 36 to 48 hours each fall. No computers, TV, phones, wife, nothing. This provides a distraction-free setting that allows both of us to take a deeper dive in reviewing the prior year and and do some preliminary planning for the coming year. I also use some of that time to dig into the beginning pieces of this personal vision. That took place in early November, and and once I collected a range of words, phrases, ideas, and and done a review of the F5, I, I tried to pull it all together onto a page in my journal. You, you'd laugh if you saw it. We actually show it on that brief video that we put together. So if you, you want to laugh, there it is. It included a stick figure in a science lab working with a variety of test tubes and beakers. The beakers came to mind. They were to represent various key aspects of my life from our, our business, our marriage, personal components like fitness, involvement with the university, and my changing role of dad with all three of our adult and married kids. Well, I can tell it was a lab with the test tube and beakers. You would probably have trouble figuring out what in the heck I was drawing in that picture. But, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. That was for me. It was just to get the process started. I was not sharing that. Well, at the time, I wasn't planning to share it with you in that video. But it was just to get me rolling. So I, I had that rudimentary sketch. And I let that simmer for the rest of our time when we were up there at that, that little 36, 48-hour getaway. 
added a few tweaks that came to mind when we were hiking or sitting by the wood-burning stove or, or drinking a cup of coffee in the cold morning, whatever it might be, but essentially let that sit. Once I got back to the office, I, I pulled out my computer and got to work turning that rudimentary sketch into something more recognizable. I started with a forest scene with sunlight peeking through, and that became my backdrop. I added a Life Lab sign with a reminder about the 500-day journey, included our new logo, a trio of pictures whose mindset I'm, I'm looking to integrate, and then seven test tubes, numbered to match up with seven key areas I've previously noted for this idea of testing, or the, the Life Lab piece. I printed it out, I let it sit on my desk for a few days, but it, it wasn't right. Like it was, it was like, okay, I could go with this, but eh, no. It had all the key stuff. It had my notes in there. It was kind of what I'd sketched out, but it didn't resonate. I, I'm an outdoors guy. Test tubes and beakers, that's, that, that just didn't, that didn't hit me. And then I had it, a fire. At my core, I'm generally an energetic, passionate guy who loves to light a meaningful fire across a range of settings. At the same time, when discouraged, I can let the fire dwindle to almost nothing. We're facing some unique challenges in the coming year, and the concept of the fire, combined with seven varying stacks of wood, represented each specific area that I'd mentioned previously. At that point, I made that shift. I was pretty psyched. The shift from the sterile lab to feeding the fire felt like me. Once that was in place, the rest of the changes were subtle. For example, my faith is very important to me, and I'm, I'm not always very good about pausing and listening. So the next version included a slightly faded old-school phone booth, which represented getting into a quiet place and tapping into what I would refer to as God's will. The printed version of this one sat on my desk a few more days, and then I added a pair of additional updates. We're going through an exciting transition right now, but every true transition means leaving the old behind and moving forward with something fresh and new and different. So I added a fertile pile of ashes with a phoenix bird rising up, and that brought it to life. I made a few other subtle changes related to colors, positioning, and wording, but just one other significant change at that phase. The Life Lab sign had stuck around to keep that 500-day concept alive, but, but that whole idea of a lab still seemed out of place, especially now as I'd moved away from the test tubes. Then the final piece came to place. Another pattern I've developed over my 56 years has been a grinded out, count it down mentality. Granted, it gets you to the finish line and, and there is a time and a place for that attitude, that mindset. But in doing so, it's easy to forget to enjoy the sunshine or smell the proverbial roses along the way. And so to put the final touches on the vision for the coming year, the previous 500-day life lab sign was changed to read 500 days of living. I also added a picture of Maya Angelou to my mindset wall, reminding me both of the extended timeline, but more importantly, to live each day fully and joyfully along the way. So that's it. That is my vision for the coming year. It's likely that the none of my details resonate with you, but hopefully walking through those specifics will spur some thoughts, help bring out the practical steps, and be a reminder to give it time. Give it time to allow your personal vision to come to life. And again, we'll provide a link to the video that accompanies this episode if you want to actually see how that vision came to life in a, in a brief clip. Thanks for joining us on this special episode of the Catalyst 360 Podcast. We have some really exciting announcements just around the corner. In the meantime, 
If you're a coach considering pursuing your MBHWC approved coach certification, our first cohort of this year kicks off in a few weeks. And if you're an employer, employee assistance program, or consultant looking for ways to bring best-in-class coaching to support not only physical, but also emotional and mental health employees, please reach out to us. We have an exciting development. We'd love to talk to you about it. Email is results at catalystcoachinginstitute.com. That's results at catalystcoachinginstitute.com. And now it's time to be a catalyst living out a clear personal vision. This is Dr. Brad Cooper of the Catalyst Coaching Institute. I'll speak with you soon on another episode of the Catalyst 360 podcast or maybe over on the YouTube coaching channel.